Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet critically acclaimed memoirist Alyssa Altman, poet Olivia Gatwood, and reporter Caitlin Moscatello. Whether it's taking a deep dive into the mother-daughter relationship and the complexities of caregiving, tackling phobias through poetry, or following the political campaigns of four women as they run for office for the first time, these authors have written and narrated timely and personal stories that will immediately pull you in. Find out what it was like for them to record their work. Plus, hear why one author likes to listen to audiobooks as she gets ready in the morning. Enjoy. Hi, this is Alyssa Altman, author of Motherland, and I am here in the studio having just finished the recording of my book. I wrote Motherland because I wanted to finally understand and make meaning of this crazy, intense, codependent, addicted, love-filled, hate-filled relationship that I like many women, have with their mothers. My mother is a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. We are probably both a little bit on the eccentric side. Maybe one of us is a bit more eccentric than the other. And I was inspired, I think, by the work, certainly, of Carrie Fisher and the lives of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds and how they managed to navigate the confusing and rocky, complicated waters of their lives. I was also inspired even by Greek mythology and mythology in general and the stories of you know Demeter and Persephone and the mother and daughter stories that exist as part of our universe. I mean, it's a human story. My mother had had a terrible accident a few years ago, and I was thrust into the position of being her inadvertent caregiver. And I say inadvertent because I had moved to Connecticut to make my own life after a lifetime of sort of living in her grips. And I had to come back, and I had to make that decision to care for her and be there or not. I think there are issues of moral obligation at play, and we all face these issues as our parents get older, whether we have a good relationship or we don't. My experience recording the audiobook in one word, that word would be nervous-making. I wanted to, of course, do the best job that I could do. From a narrative standpoint, I tend to write very long complicated sentences, which I've tried to, as a writer, pull back and alter a little bit over the years. But sometimes it lends itself to speaking and reading aloud, and sometimes it doesn't. So that was a little bit nervous-making. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word carapaced. Carapaced is the past of carapace. And my friend, the wonderful grammar expert, Benjamin Dreyer, would probably say, that's not a word. And he might be right. But I realized I had trouble pronouncing carapace because it's not a word that we really ever use in spoken English. I'm proud that I was able to record Motherland over the last two days. 
without once breaking into tears or sobbing and making a blubbering dope of myself. I'm excited that listeners will hear me tell the story from my heart and will take this journey with me, and I certainly hope that they enjoy it. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Meryl Streep just because Apart from the fact that she can do anything and is just so brilliant, she feels to me to be an extraordinary, heartful person and heartful artist. And that would be an amazing thing. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders. That was an incredible listening experience. It was a great reading experience as well, but it was an incredible production experience and creative experience, unlike anything that I have ever heard, to have all of these wonderful actors. I think it was something like 130 or 160 different actors reading different parts. I couldn't possibly imagine that audiobook being read by a single performer. It was done brilliantly. It was written brilliantly and produced and directed brilliantly. And it was just an extraordinary thing to listen to. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. I spend a lot of time in the car. I live in northern Connecticut. And unlike New York, where I used to live, you know, you have to drive everywhere. And so I do spend a lot of time there. And I don't so much love the news lately, so I love listening to audiobooks in the car, and sometimes I'll listen to them at the gym or, or if, you know, if I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking, or if I get really sucked into something and I can't stop listening to it. It could be anywhere, really. Hi, this is Olivia Gatwood, author of Life of the Party, Poems. I wrote my book because I am an adamant consumer of true crime and also a woman who identifies as a person that generally lives in fear. And those two things seem to contradict themselves. And I was told by many people that it was my consuming of true crime that was causing me to feel afraid, which I didn't fully agree with. So I went on sort of an investigation of my own life and my obsession with the genre to figure out where my fear was born and how it was being perpetuated and how I could ultimately heal from it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be insightful because I wrote this book last year when I was in a very specific place in my life, meaning I was kind of obsessed with this one idea, and I'm no longer living in that place. It's interesting to go back. It's insightful to go back and remember what it was like to live in my brain, in my home, in my life at that time. While I was recording the book, one of the insights I had was realizing that even though this fear very much still lives in my body, it doesn't consume me in the way that it used to. So even though I'm the one who wrote these poems and I'm aware of that, while I was recording them, it almost felt like a different person, a person who was so incredibly obsessed and living so deeply inside of the world of true crime and of her own memories that it was like I was looking from the outside in. I realized while recording that it 
is difficult to speak quickly with a Long Island accent without turning it into a tongue twister. Usually when I'm performing poems, I'm on a stage in front of an audience and the energy is really heightened. I'm speaking very quickly. I'm having to project. With this audiobook, I'm excited for listeners to experience the poems in a more controlled and intimate setting in which I can take my time and really sit with each of the words and each of the lines, and hopefully a listener will be able to do that as well. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook myself, I would cast Eileen Warnos, who is a big figure in the book and is known as one of the first women serial killers. I love listening to audiobooks while I'm getting ready in the morning. I like to feel like I'm part of a conversation. I like to feel like I'm gaining new knowledge before I walk out my front door. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was No Is Not Enough by Naomi Klein. It was narrated by Britt Marling, who's an actress that I love. Something I love about her is her voice. It's extremely steady and almost reassuring. And the book is about the economy under Trump. And so to have someone who sounds really wise reading it to you feels both comforting and disturbing. Hi, this is Caitlin Moscatello, author of C. Jane Wynn, the inspiring story of the women changing American politics. I wrote my book in response to the 2016 election. At first, it was a politically bleak time. At that point, you know, as women, we just watched one of our own poised to take the presidency for the first time. And then instead, we had to watch this misogynistic narcissist, this reality TV star, a man who had bragged about assaulting women and been caught on tape doing it. You know, we had to watch him take her place. And so I found myself in this moment of despair, and then maybe also in that moment, searching for a bright spot. There were started to be rumors around that time, and this is like January 2017. There were these murmurs that all these women were signing up for these organizations, and they were newly interested in running for office. And so I thought, well, that's something. I started talking to these women, and I found myself so inspired by them, I wanted to follow their journeys and see how it unfolded. I had no idea when I started that this would become such a huge story, but obviously I'm so glad it did. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be sweaty. (laughs) It was July in New York City when we recorded the book, and so hot, just that part of the summer that's really muggy and really gross here. The air conditioning was just no match for it in the studio. Plus, I was also drinking hot tea and honey trying to keep my voice from giving out, so I'm sure that didn't help. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word especially. I feel like I can finally say it right, especially. Before I left for the studio on the first day of recording, so my husband, he wished me good luck, and then he kind of slipped in a little bit of unsolicited advice, which is that sometimes when I'm talking really fast, which is almost always, that I say the word especially as especially. And sure enough, I stumbled over that word time and time again during the recording. I'm excited for listeners to hear the book as it exists in my head, especially in some of the more emotional moments of the book, like the Me Too chapter, which I felt really passionately about when I was writing it, 
And I realized I still feel just as passionately now. I think those feelings came out even more than I expected them to when I was in the studio. And then as far as the characters go, and the women in the book really, they're the people who steer the narrative. I interviewed the women featured in the book over the course of almost two years. And some of the moments in the book, I really remember really vividly the way they said certain things. And so I was able to kind of do my best and try to bring that to life for readers too. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is when I'm walking my dog. Except it's rarely audiobooks, if I'm being honest. Usually it's a podcast, something I can listen to in full during the 30 minutes it takes to walk my Shiba Inu to the park to do his business and then back home again. The thing I listen to the most is the New York Times podcast, The Daily, which does a really good job at digging into the biggest news stories of the week. For books, I'm honestly, I'm still a little bit old school. As a new mom, I don't get a lot of time to myself, and there is something almost sacred to me about that half hour before I pass out at night where I'm holding a physical book in my hands and flipping through the pages. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.